0: But I hate when I feel
1: like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast Going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind And bringing them to light Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings If you ever have thoughts of suicide Please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255 Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. My name is Cody Ryan. I'm here with my host as always, Bobby Nitro. How you doing, Bobby? Bobby Nitro. Yeah,
0: that's I a like fun that one. one. Makes, makes me sound like a rock star in like
1: a 19th Yeah, get used to it. It's only one episode. Uh. Bobby Nitro.
0: Uh, or no, What it sounds like it's like a Mortal Kombat character. They made a a musical Version
1: of like <laughs> Johnny Cage, it would be Bobby, Bobby Nitro. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Nitro. Nitro. Um, no, that Bobby we're not Nitro. here to talk about Mortal Kombat, but I could do that all day. Um, but no, uh, we're we're here again as we we are to um talk about a lot of things, but um, you know, we haven't adjourned oh. in a while, uh, Bobby and I, and the world went to hell, um. I don't really want to talk about those events too much um, because at this point, like I've heard so many details and they're all like really crappy and make me sad. But basically I'm just alluding to the fact that in America um, there was a riot at the Capitol and everybody lost their fucking mind. And then Joey Bindles became president and then we still didn't get any money. Yeah. Not yet. Well, not yet.
0: It actually seems like – it seems like it might be going surprisingly a lot better than we thought of this based on what's coming. I don't know. Today. I saw
1: another thing about they might be doing means testing a lot harder than they did before too. So depends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if they're basically, I, if they're just willing to get a vote through without any Republicans and just push it through, then hopefully that's a good sign. Even if there's like considerations of the, Tapering it off from these sessions, yeah, whatever. But
1: essentially, we're just gonna have to wait to see what like fully gets passed. It looks like one point nine million, nine trillion 9 trillion is the number though. Um, and funny enough, uh, they voted on the uh motion to just like call it a reconciliation, like they have to do that before they actually like vote. Vote, uh, it's just a procedural thing. And only one senator was missing this is the great senator of Pennsylvania. Pat me what a piece of That's shit. Such a yeah. uh... I like I went like through the last like couple tweets he had too and it, it's very clear like he's just like already edging towards like his private sector. I mean everybody knew that already, but like it's worse than before. Like he was talking about like protecting investors yeah. and shit. When he was like he's like the the regular investor should be able to trade right now. And I was like, What the fuck? That doesn't sound like you. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's definitely angling for. I, I yeah, and
1: then it. he because he st- did a uh, hammer home uh, March for Life and shit like that and uh, anti-abortion. Uh, but I do think it, I, it's ironic that he's like, yeah, I'm pro-life, but he doesn't show up to even like vote on the bill for 1.9 trillion. Like, like at least the other spineless Republicans yeah. like pretend like they have an alternative that's like good for the people. Like he he didn't even show up for that. He's
0: like I. He's like I don't got time. Yeah, <laughs> you think you think because he's not gonna like be under Mitch McConnell's thumb anymore. He could like he get so much good press for being the one Republican yeah. who voted for it because like I can't imagine any normal Republican who's not like a psycho um, or like not very wealthy and <laughs> thinking that this money will get taken out of their taxes as it hopefully will. Like, being against this, seems like it's broadly popular among everyone. And he's gonna, since he's getting out, you'd think that he'd, like, take the opportunity to get, like, some really positive shine from the roots that would give him a ton of positive shine. But,
1: didn't I, I, I could not I couldn't fathom what his angle was on this. Now, maybe something happened that was an emergency to his family, and, like, I'm being a dick right now, but knowing him, he probably just didn't give a shit, uh, as he hasn't for most uh, Pennsylvania issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: another thing I kind of touched on, though, was one of his uh, more recent tweets, which is really the meat of what we want to talk about today, because this is such a recent event that it's hard for us to miss, and hard for us not to even really be just, like, involved in it. Um, And that's, of course, uh, how the little guy started fighting the big man and ruined the stock market. And then the big man ruined that too. Um, so You've been enjoying this. I've lost
0: you in the group chat, like flexing your knowledge of markets and investments I, and stuff I mean, like that. I know that you've been enjoying but working that. I've been out. doing
1: it to an end that it's not working in that I've been telling them stop trading. <laughs> I'm telling all their friends essentially to stop trading either wink and nod or get the hell out now. And I told everybody Monday was probably the day to sell. And then Tuesday everything tanked. I didn't mean it like I'm a like soothsayer and I knew it all. I was just saying it like, like I wouldn't keep risking this shit. <laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah, you did out, well. Yeah. So. But I think what's um, really interesting about it is that a lot of it did play into like my college experience in terms of what I learned, but I had a really unique college experience. And I always say this maybe to the point that the joke's not funny anymore and never was, but uh, that I didn't really get a degree in finance. I got a degree in the financial crisis. And I really do think the time that I went Kind of, you know, obviously was a factor in that for sure. Anybody who went before couldn't have uh, learned about something that never happened. But the time I went, they were really hammering that home because the regulations were the same regulations we thought we would be like trading on or like, you know, uh, just reconciling. So they were teaching us all of these reconciliations, but really underneath, they were teaching us that these markets don't actually work, and the more interesting thing i've ever done was take this investing class where we read one book that was like traditional like this is how you would invest here's how you buy like options stuff like this like i even took a class in derivatives like i've, I've been down that whole road and i've read that book and just traditional like you know this is the way to be a good investor and make money in just a day or a couple of days and then we read a book about investing for 30 years and just sitting there and just having a very diverse portfolio, maybe do some balancing, have a couple funds, but just sitting there and you'll be able to retire fine. And what I found out is the 30 year plan just kind of makes more sense. It's just less nerve wracking and it just works easier.
0: Yeah, unless you're day trading and in that case, like. Probably it's similar to sports gambling in that you're yeah. kinda of in it for the rush. Like you're like you're even if you lose, you're like paying a little bit for the rush. Like I, it's it should be common knowledge by now. I think it's becoming more and more common knowledge that uh index like index funds just beat the best yeah. stock pickers year after year. Like all you want to do is invest in index funds that do fine. Um, basically I mean, who knows how this changes with, like, uh, whatever's going to happen when we, quote-unquote, get back to the real world with whatever economic impacts long-term this has and automation. As is that, is that happens and stuff like that, who knows if this remains true? Probably it will because it's been true through everything else. But, the, I mean, the market always – it just goes up. Like, it's, it's up and down. Um, it the, what's it called? The slope is different, but if you do the trend line, yeah. it's just up for you know a, a hundred plus yeah. years at this point. So like any everyone that lost their shirt in the financial crisis, as long as they stay put, has it back and way more. Like is it, if you. As long as you're not having to take it out in that time where you're fucked, you're yeah. And up.
1: also, if you do it the right way, you won't have all your eggs in that basket anyway, and you will hedge yourself, which is the other party of this uh, this saga. So we have really the two main characters are, as they're dubbed, the redditors, and then the other ones are the hedge funds. Now, as we learn, there are a lot more characters in play here, a lot more people lending their voices and we'll definitely get a couple of them. But uh, Bobby, why don't you go ahead and kind of describe as you see it, the two characters that we're seeing battle right now.
0: Uh, okay. Well, the Redditors um, to me are probably uh, in two camps. It's the Elon Musk guys and the Andrew Yang guys. Um, that's the, that probably broadly describes Reddit, but especially describes something like uh an investing um an investing subreddit. They jerk off over one of those two uh technocrats. Uh they saw that GameStop was uh insanely shorted. I'm I'm not sure quite what this means, but they saw that it was shorted at like hundred twenty six percent. Um which I think means maybe that more stocks are yeah, so, on the market.
1: Do you want me to explain short it real quick just to like whatever it is. I, I might be able to explain why that happened.
0: Uh, so, uh, well I know I know that a short is basically you buy a stock um but you're expecting the price to go down and then you turn around and sell it and then you're expecting to be able to Sell it back at a later to the person who sold it to you at a shorter price at a at a lower price but well,
1: here's where price. it gets a little bit more complicated though Bobby um, so you were almost technically right you borrow the stock, so it's not your stock and you sell it right away so basically you just take straight profit off the front of this sell um, but obviously at some point. That person's going to want those stocks back, and you have money right now. So let's just, yeah. And
0: that's the thing, right? Yeah, but let's just say we
1: agreed 10 days of the contract. You come back in 10 days. The price went down a lot. Ooh, I could just buy those back at cheaper and give him the stocks right back. That means I had a great short that's what these hedge funds wanted to do. But what's the alternative is this unlimited potential for the stock to go up, which actually screws you because you're betting that the stock is going to go down. And when this person comes back in 10 days, now you got to give them the same amount of stock at a higher price. You have to pay for that. What makes that extra complicated and why there's probably even more than 100% of this stock outstanding that's being... uh, shorted right now is because you can buy options on stocks they're not even stocks they're derivatives of stocks that just says you will buy more stocks at a later date so they might have been just saying they were buying stocks that don't even exist yet
0: right so um that's a little <laughs> more that you even need to know really to understand the idea is these redditors saw that the stock is shorted and they believe super undervalued and because of the way that it was shorted by hedge funds, they thought that it was basically being sabotaged. And um so they decide, fuck that. Uh we are gonna fuck these people over and make some money doing it. Um and I think it it's been a much longer process than people know. I think it's taken like a while, but and just all came to a head recently. So they got people putting tons of money, tons of people putting tons of their own money into buying the GameStop stock, uh, which drove the price up to like $400 at one point from $8, I think. Um, By doing that, the the value of the stocks that they held and were buying went up. Uh, It also meant that the price of the stocks that were shorted went up. So say they... If you bought the stock at eight dollars, you're expecting it to go down to two dollars. You make six dollars a share in that time. But instead it went from eight to four hundred. Um the owner of the stock came calling um and they had to uh specifically the one company, Citadel, I think. Was it well, Melville Capital or Citadel? One one particular company that was heavily well, I think Citadel was backing had to get Billions of dollars, in, okay. They had to get billions of dollars in bailout money to cover the the price of the stocks yeah, it, that they owed. and that, so that's that's where the fucking overhead yeah, comes, it,
1: comes in. And and people are um, like, kind of asking this question: Should we feel bad for these billionaires? And my only response to that is: How could I feel bad for billionaires? when they just taught all these people how to do that, this is a trick that they employ against each other all the time. And the example I put in our group chat actually happened um, about eight-ish years ago. Um, This investor, I think he was a billionaire, but he only had about like $1 billion. So just barely a billionaire What a loser. Um, But he like, like just went against Herbalife. Like Herbalife was like a known... Pyramid scheme. I knew other people who were pushing the Herbalife pyramid. It was like a real product, but you know, people would Google dresses for Herbalife stores, and they'd be people's residences. Like it was, a, it was definitely a pyramid scheme. And he was coming out and saying, like, yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. I'm shorting the hell out of this. We're gonna take this company down. They're like attacking, um, you know, communities of color. Like he had a whole like purpose behind it. Well, Carl Icahn just didn't like that guy. So Carl Icahn just starts pumping the stock. Carl Icahn has, uh, I think at that time, 17 to $18 billion. So he has 17 times as much money as him at the least. So he just keeps buying it up as much as he can. So every time this guy like finds those uh, shorts to sell too, like, he just buys it. So the stock is always looking good. And Carl Icahn is the best investor to ever have behind you. What happened in the end? The guy got short. He got squeezed. He lost a lot of money, and he he tipped the hat to I can for it. They had a like spitting, like angry, foul language match that you could still look up. That's like was on Fox News or MSNBC or something about how they thought each other was. And I think now they're actually reconciled, but they were rivals. And the only reason I can did this was to just screw this guy. He didn't want any more money. He just wanted to fuck this dude.
0: Well, that comes into play here a little bit as well, because um, there was an aspect where at one point Elon Musk tweeted about this, um, the GameStop thing. And, you know, like I said, it's Reddit is like the number one Elon Musk fan page. Um, So, but part of the reason that he did that was apparently that Melvin Capital had shorted uh, Tesla years ago and bragged about it. So he was trying to get a little bit of revenge. And I mean I roll my eyes at everything that Elon Musk says and does, but when people are like, oh, it's cool, he's on the side of the little guy. Like he, he wants us to be able to invest. It's like I mean, I guess that could be true, but is it isn't it also like really bad that he has the power to shift things that way just by tweeting about it? Like he can Make the price of that stock go up. He can like be a driving force behind Dogecoin, which is no fucking value. To well, it. we can talk Literally about that because
1: there's an update.
0: Like,
1: so there's an update to bikes. that story, and it's about uh, Elon's fall today. Elon is having the worst day ever. So he oh, yeah. first was yeah. pumping up the Dogecoin, as Bobby alluded to, and then uh, he was like having all these like pictures and stuff of like. You know, like him, the Dogecoin, and he had a quote that he had, like, you know, uh, usually the ironic and the, like, uh, crazy is what ends up winning and is the most likely, and he was just, like, pumping it up, and it went really high, and people were making a lot of money, and he, like, branded his whole thing behind it, and people jumped in because Elon was jumping in, and then it crashed. And Elon said all of it was a joke. He said, I've always backed Bitcoin, but Dogecoin was always a joke. So he's not taking, yeah, is yeah but he's not taking any responsibility for the people he led into that. Then, meanwhile, as he scrubs all the Doge, he says, staying off Twitter for a bit, because I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's the Dogecoin. People are yelling at him. Then a couple other things come down the line uh over over 100,000 of his cars which, were recalled. Sorry, Bobby, what were you going to say?
0: Yeah. I was just going to say you know that if something is causing Elon Musk to take a break <laughs> off Twitter, which he's the most like he's as addicted to Twitter yeah. as any of us. Like <laughs> he needs that constant validation because he knows he's such a Yeah, weird and he
1: had to go back community. and delete the doge tweets. He's, like he's he had to do losing. that cuz he wants to be liked and pretend that didn't happen. But if, if he's
0: actually like taking a break from yeah. Twitter, you know something's coming down the pike. and it's yeah definitely so not he was already
1: taking the break, he probably already knew about the the cars that were getting recalled over a hundred thousand of them, but he didn't um say anything himself. It broke earlier today, but other thing he did not know that was gonna happen yet his uh spacex uh I believe he, it's his rocket. I, are we calling it Elon rocket? I don't know. Uh, it returned and it exploded. Is that, is that a little too uh, blunt there? Yeah, it just came back and it fucking exploded. Like yeah. holy shit, man! Like people already paid money for this. There's a guy that there's a guy that
0: was like this is so awesome. You <laughs> know how much data you get when you do this? They're going to figure it out. It's like, you're, you're spinning like a literal fireball of failure into it being good. Like that's how the yeah, original like... people that like him are. He's never had, never had an original idea in his entire life. All oh, he, he likes that. He has a sense of humor of like an unremarkable guy on 4chan 10 years ago. he, his cars, his rockets fail. Like I didn't even, I didn't know this. Apparently, he bought the technology for PayPal off. Something. Oh my god! He didn't even come up with that. <laughs> and and you're gonna watch a, a rocket explode. And say, yeah. yeah, this is actually.
1: And you know, there's always got to be someone to spin it. And I remember, like, there actually was a tweet of somebody like. We're confident, you know, this was a test for a reason. And, you know, we'll talk to all of our investors and insure them. And I was just thinking, ah, oh, yeah, like, you know, that rocket that I was supposed to get into that exploded, you know, what would make me feel great right now. Just some white lady telling me how that's actually good. That, that would put all my worries aside. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, and, and meanwhile, he's also in talks with Ron DeSantis to burrow <laughs> under Miami, which would just fucking cut the city of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> like mo- most, of the t- most of the time with people that I like, that I don't like um, for partially political reasons, I'm like very careful to not say that they're stupid. Like I'll push back. Against someone saying Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley is dumb, uh, or Ben Shapiro, someone like that, I'll push back against saying that they're dumb um, because I think that what's more likely is that they're just playing to a base and they don't care about being wrong. But Elon Musk, yeah. I, I think, is legitimately dumb. Like I, I don't, I won't, I won't hesitate at all or equivocate and say maybe he's actually X Y Z. He has like a a plan. He doesn't care about being wrong. <laughs> I think he's just dumb. I think that he I think that he does care deeply about being wrong because he cares deeply about what people think about him. I can relate to that. No matter how many billions of dollars I have, I, I'm sure I'd still care what people think about me. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, I think, well, that I think that's
1: dumb. the thing, though, is he wants to do things for people, but he can't comprehend what people want. He's like. Everybody wants to go to space. And it's like, no, a lot of people just want somewhere to sleep at night. Some people just want food. Some people want a promotion more than anything because they care about their career that much. But you're not giving back to the community. You're blowing up rockets and then trying to tell us this is fine. Uh, We'll get you on when you can get up to $250,000. But it's like, come on, man. I'm never going to get on this fucking rocket. One because I don't, I'm never going to trust it. There's never it's never going to work. But two, like I'm never going to have the money that Elon's charging for this and selling it as anybody can go to space.
0: Yeah, at least Steve Jobs never. Steve Jobs never invented anything either, but at least his ideas were original and good. Like the the iPhone was a new thing. Like uh, affordable personal computers, like the one. He had one that wasn't a Mac after he left Apple in the 80s that was supposedly awesome, but for whatever reason, didn't catch on. At least ideas like that were like actual ideas. Elon Musk is like, let's do a rocket um, except it's not NASA. Let's do trains except they suck now. Um, let's make my fortune uh, from transaction I think- costs. Stuff like like. Let's let's do a personal submarine that's bad to save miners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then that would kill whoever was. I forgot him. about that plan. <laughs> but uh
0: <laughs> his only original idea was naming his kid like Delta SX, like Y. Yeah, I, I just
1: I, I think he's one of those people who who did look luck into some things and then got popular because of charismatic but I I just don't know how we made him the richest person. I mean, I think the, it's really lucky for him that like, you know, at the time that he wanted the push for the, you know, electric car was when, you know, it was really starting to get popular and people started paying attention. And he was the only one offering like a different kind of car than, you know, some of the smaller ones we saw, but, uh, I that knew wasn't it wasn't a even, new thing. That wasn't
0: even a new thing. But, like, there were popular electric cars. I know, but I just want to say, there were popular electric cars in the late 90s or early 2000s. And they didn't die out because they were bad. They died out because fucking oil companies bought the companies that made them because they wanted... Because yeah, they were yeah. they knew they were good and popular.
1: But I'm just like, saying, like, not not he had car enough car, capital yeah. behind him, too, where it was, like, an unstoppable force where he could make sure that there were stations and stuff like that. Um, but it's... It's like he always wants to be that guy at the fucking carnival that shows you the future, and then he goes and invents those things. Like, there'll be flying cars! And it's like, look, I invented a flying car! And you're like, no, you invented a fucking catapult, and you just launched my car across the fucking state. Thanks, Elon Musk. Like, that's how I feel like kind of uh, must be like the brainstorming drawing board for him is like starting there, and then somebody else just like, I could probably do this half ass for him, you know, if you guys just gave me a little bit more money and then it happens. And I do a half ass car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He just, I don't know. Fuck that guy. I, I really think that I've probably said this to, before, but to me, thinking that he is cool is like maybe the most pathetic thing that a person
1: can Bold do. Bold words from Bobby. Bobby Nitro. Um, but yeah, so I want to talk about some of the other players in this game though, because it's not just Elon Musk. Um, obviously, uh, El Presidente. <laughs> yeah. It's not even
0: mostly. Yeah. It's not even mostly yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. We just both we just both El him. El Presidente talk talked about a losing
1: 700,000 today. That, that made me happy. We don't even need to talk about that. I just wanted to mention it again. Um, but, I mean, I, I think for the most part, people have been smart to be on the side of the free market and the people because they know if they restrict it for this one uh, you know, firm, it, it's going to open up a whole like bag of worms for everything they do. But there was definitely some outside forces that were making it kind of become a tug of war <laughs> manipulation, it looked like.
0: Uh, Are you talking about Robinhood or uh, Censurian? Well, there was a lot of things that
1: happened, you know? I mean, like, a lot of these apps that were completely restricting the trading to the point that NASDAQ said they would halt it as well, which is kind of ridiculous. But, I mean, uh, you know, any of the apps restricting any trading is, like, kind of unheard of, unless it's something, like, very specifically corrupted. And this wasn't like proven to be anything. Like people are saying, like, oh, this is manipulation. It's like, nah, it sounds like you're just getting people excited about GameStop. And I think where people were starting to open their eyes a little bit more, where people are like, well, isn't this what the stock market is supposed to be? Like, you give money to the companies you like and then they can go do more stuff with it. And it's like, nah.
0: <laughs> yeah, someone one of the funny things that I saw was a guy saying, he, he he just talks about the whole situation, whatever, like, tons of people have. I, I don't really care what anyone yeah. that was on TV has to say about it, but he was like, yeah, I think that GameStop, like, really should probably be valued at, like, 20 <laughs> or $30 a share. It's like, how are we, how are you still trying to hold up the <laughs> idea that any of this, like, actually reflects yeah. real value? Like, like Uber has never turned a profit, and it's it's stock costs a lot of share. Like Amazon didn't turn a profit ever until like three years ago. and <laughs> Shares were expensive. Like it, it's all bullshit. And honestly, if we just accepted that and opened it up as straight gambling and stop pretending that it reflected anything for real, you'd it, probably be better off because people. Yeah.
1: And I, I think now. that's a, another thing too, is it gets so much into government regulation Because people's money is being put in these pools, which is why it's so weird when you really think about it. All of our retirements are mostly based now not on pensions, but based on 401ks or some kind of equivalent, which is based on the market. It's like some company I didn't work for is paying for my retirement because of some sentiment that people think that their company is good. It's like, what the hell is even happening here? Like I i can't retire if the American economy collapses, yeah. even if my company is the one company that exists throughout it, because my retirement is still, you know, attached to the and we're like the fucking like street sweepers are like, oh business is booming. There's a lot of trash on this fuck town. You know, like, oh, but I still can't retire ever. Thank God there's a lot of trash in this fuck town.
0: yeah the every i mean it i think it's this lays it there in a really um a way that's like interesting and kind of funny to pay attention to uh the the way that markets um the stock market particularly is bullshit but i mean the the entire pandemic has as well um you know so many people lost their jobs and still don't have jobs um over the last what ten and a half months or so. Um, for other countries are getting, you know, $2,000 a month or whatever. We've gotten 2,600 for the entire time, uh, and had to beg for that. Um, and yet ever since like May, stock market's back up and up and up. Um, you know, the, the Elon Musk, the recently retired Jeff Bezos have made, um, almost a trillion dollars. I think billionaires have made over a trillion dollars during the pandemic. Um, and That's that's not just because, like Amazon in particular, obviously has had a huge boom because everyone's getting stuff delivered. Um, Trader Joe's probably like more than paid for itself at this point just from people getting groceries delivered. But because the stock market has just shot up and up and up and they probably like, Invested tons into it during the downtime, bought the dip, as they say. Um, those people have made a ton of money. Um, and that's through the stock market benefits. Like 90% of stocks are owned by like 10% of people. I mean (laughs) I'm sure those numbers are not exactly correct, but the spirit of what I'm saying is right. And so it just it's it takes on such an outsized importance in the way that we talk about the economy, but it's bullshit and now. It it's bullshit. It going up doesn't indicate a healthy economy. And now we're seeing that stuff going up can just be because of a bunch of guys on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, and
1: it's not like the Reddit guys are good people too. either. Like they're assholes. They're like legitimately saying some of the worst shit I've ever read.
0: Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean the the Discord got shut down for, for hate speech, and you can't go Three person, yeah, out. and anybody they're who did happen
1: to, to chicken out and sell early that did like make out more money now because they in hindsight won is just it, taunting and insulting the other people. Like that's what that whole place is right now. Um, they're trying to obviously boost it back up, but you know it it's been proven so many times what the stock market is. I mean, they they try to say there's no emotion behind it. But this is it's actually funny that robots actually prove there is emotion behind it, because I don't know if you remember this, Bobby, because this would be a big Twitter event. Remember when the Associated Press account tweeted out that uh, President Barack Obama had died uh, and then they like deleted it like an hour later? Or it might have been right away. So like the Associated Press, like um, tweeted out President Obama had died and then it either got deleted pretty quickly or they retracted pretty quickly. But the thing was, there were all of these robo traders who had set up algorithms to check Twitter and all the social media for things like that combination, like Obama dead or Obama died, so that they would instantly go and short our market. So they shorted our market and we had a mini crash right away. And then as soon as it got retracted, it went right back to where it was. Tell me the market isn't based on sentiment.
0: Yeah. Well there was um I'll I'll see if I can find the what I read about this before, but um I think in the two thousand election it, it got like briefly called for Kerry yeah. or for Gore. Um and then that got attracted and obviously um all the shit was far to happen and it took forever and eventually uh it went to Bush, but they they got to study that time after Gore won, one, what happened in the markets and, you know, they, they dropped cause it was a Democrat. And then when Bush won, they went up cause it was a Republican. And that, that didn't change anything about any of the companies really. It was like a vague yeah. idea of what someone might do. Um, but, but like in, in the moment, that didn't change anything about what any of the companies uh, were, were producing uh, or would produce in the future. But it was just like, you know, the the guys in charge don't like Democrats and that think that it will be bad for the economy. And then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Because they make and it. I so.
1: think it kind of just wraps up my wider point to say that, like, you know, I I went to school for finance. And I, I know the people that, like, wanted to go and be traders and stuff and what they do. Um, and it, it's really it takes a lot to do that kind of stuff, like because it, it, it is like gambling. It's just it just takes balls. Uh, but it's not like good, honest work. They don't produce anything. And it's just it, it's just kind of an odd thought that, you know, when we feel like the weakest, our economy could be telling us like everything's great. Uh, it just kind of makes me feel like, yeah, like this is what we've been trying to say the whole time. Corporations are always on our neck. It's like we're in a freaking pandemic. We can't get hazard pay. Their stock is going up. Everything in our lives are getting worse. Everything is telling me they're valued more. It's like it doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. I'm going to say no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, strongly, I think yeah. stock market aside, you know, we had some friends get into it and I think they had some fun, like actually, you know, playing a little bit with it, the rush. I think it was a good time for people to jump in, but people also, you know, they did probably lose some money. And I, I'm sorry if anybody lost a lot of money. And it, it's the kind of the lesson to say, you know, this is all bull crap and it's a really crappy one if you're one of the smaller investors. But I mean, a lot of people are struggling right now. they not going to be in the stock market at all or, had very little to play with anyway and maybe made some more money it just it's to me this thing we we kind of had to see it but i i think now it, it's really the lesson is make sure that shit like just doesn't drain our fucking economy like help it work out for us like i i'm so for that one percent tax thing on uh like even derivative trades or whatever like that would be nice
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that that kind of thing would probably do more than anything else to get markets to maybe work the way that people pretend that they do because then it wouldn't be this crazy day trading and speculation and stuff It would be people investing in stuff that they think is going to be successful.
1: Yeah. And uh, and you kind so of think, there. you know, why would a a mental health podcast talk about this? It's because we don't believe that anything that we're talking about is really numbers based. It's literally people's mindset. And it, when you get into it, it's its own mind game that you have to learn and you make money, not from knowing when a company is going to be good. You make money from knowing how the market's going to react to weird things.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, the it's all animal spirits. It's like the, it, the market reacts to how people are feeling
1: and yeah i don't know it just it seems like
0: it's related even if i can't draw like a perfect yeah. parallel
1: but you know i think
0: also be, also because i got a taste of <laughs> the day trading thing and but i couldn't get in on like the dove coin thing during the the brief hours of its rise i was like i'm feeling left
1: out uh <laughs> I'm go back yeah sports game. which
0: So now I know that about I I just wanted to fix.
1: (laughs) Um, But, you know, you you had that moment. But I I think, you know, right now it's also been, uh, you know, an exciting time to even just watch this uh, stock market stuff. But uh, you and I kind of have some uh, life updates. I'd like for you to go first, Bobby, because I think yours is kind of more relevant to the show.
0: Yeah. So... uh i'm sorry sorry to announce this but the 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 regular guy on the show is uh now has mental health uh because I had realized that um working had had really been a struggle for me um I've been having a ton of trouble staying focused um staying on task getting things done and a timely fashion, um, basically this whole time, but uh, the last couple of months in particular. Um, and when I was in, I mean, I, I have ADHD. I'm not going to say when I was in grade school and high school, I had ADHD, but when I was in grade school and high school, I had an Adderall prescription, and I thought that getting back on that might help. Uh, I got off it because um, I didn't like the way it made me feel at the end of high school. And that is probably why it took me five years to do college and stuff like that. Um, so I called to try to get an appointment with the psych uh, to try to get back on that, and they said, you know, uh, we only put you in touch with people that prescribe if you do talk therapy. And me and my girlfriend had talked about it, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm Mr. Therapy. Okay. Call me Mr. Therapy. Um, so I had. So uh, I had my first session last week, and I'm doing it weekly, so I had my second session today. Um, I haven't made any breakthroughs or anything yet. We haven't gone super deep or anything, but uh therapist a nice guy. Um feels nice to just be able to talk about stuff, I guess, with someone who's, I don't know, <laughs> professionally good at listening and talking about stuff. So we'll see where is it he goes. Hot? This this could make the podcast even this could make the podcast even more interesting or even more boring.
1: I just I just wanna
0: say is he hot? No, he's a... Uh... No, unfortunately not. This we're not gonna have like a cool T V show storyline where I think I wonder if I should stop seeing him <laughs> start dating him or whatever. I think that happened in friends.
1: Okay. Well, let me know if that changes at all.
0: Oh, no, it happened, it oh, happened in Hoggins. Okay.
1: Is there any particular oh, reason you don't would... like him?
0: Oh, what? Yeah. Romantically? Um. No, we just, you know, <laughs> haven't made a connection strong enough yet for me to risk the relationship like here. So it's on the horizon, though. We'll see. I the see gap, this but... story
1: arc working out real well for you, Bobby, if I'm being honest. It's going to be real nice for Bobby Nitro.
0: What's up?
1: Real real nice Bobby Nitro redemption story.
0: At the very least, have... <laughs> the very least we now have a, a running storyline to check
1: in on my... How it's going <laughs> romantically with the therapist? Um, what's well? Do you mind if I share some updates myself? Okay. Um, I separated my clavicle from my AC joint, and I have a girlfriend now. Okay, I'm done.
0: Okay. Well, let's hear about.
1: I'm not which talking. Which one
0: about is more one. important?
1: Do you think. Actually, I. No, um, you're not talking about business. either one. Okay. What do you want to know? Moving on. <laughs> thought,
0: uh, how did you separate the clavicle in such a way that you're? I mean, you're bringing it up on the podcast, um, so what's the story? I here? got
1: uh, knocked over by a uh, bike in the crosswalk. It's not that cool. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a little more to the story that I'll, I'll keep to myself. Right. Um, just for you know, pride reasons. Um. Anyway. Uh, um, ASL for the ASL girlfriend. girlfriend. Well, do the I have to answer clown. both questions? Can I just answer one? Well, that's yeah. But questions. I feel like ASL is one ASL package, and then there's Down the Clown. Okay. okay, I worked really uh, want to answer about, down yeah. the line, which would have been yes. Um, twenty seven, female, okay. Philadelphia. Well, she's not from Philly. So hmm.
0: I guess those are all clearly.
1: Do you want her um, home address? I don't have it. I can text her for it. I, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll
0: take that off my. So how's that going? This is what your second girlfriend in uh new girlfriend in
1: Yeah, I live a really asking? hectic
0: life. How's No, I'm I'm just asking how the beginning of it is like how it started, how you're feeling about having you already know,
1: I'm I'm gonna be honest
0: you know, <laughs> giving this a shot. with Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like I,
1: I didn't really talk about it a lot just because I, I didn't want to really jinx it this time or get myself too worked up. But I mean, it wasn't too crazy from what I said before. We did um, a virtual date actually, because I had a slight risk of COVID like I had like a little bit of a cough and didn't, uh, you know, feel comfortable potentially like meeting someone. And so we did a virtual date with a phone and then we met yeah. up in person and really liked each other and just kept going on dates. And since we were just seeing each other it was fine. Um, but yeah. And I think, um, you know, for me to say like, is it really special because it was during, uh, you know, uh, COVID, absolutely. We still can't go to a restaurant. I mean, we can a little bit now, but you know, it's based on, do we feel comfortable with it But we can't go to a restaurant and have like a romantic dinner or anything like that. But, um, in terms of everything else, you know, it's not like I feel like I'm going to be telling people for 30 years if, you know, we last that long, like we met during COVID, like that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, but you know, Obviously, it just limits what we do. We just kind of rotate each other's houses, which is more of like, I feel like I feel like I talked about this before, where like that's really more of like a long term relationship thing. I feel like, so maybe I have to be a little bit more picky when I choose someone, but otherwise, it's kind of the same dating process.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm glad to hear that. If this was another situation where I feel like I answered. I like looked at the group chat, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing girls. No, and, I think you're uh, the first person I uh,
1: directly told. That that's, I mean, it's on the podcast now, so I guess people will know. So I guess I guess all the the people will stop banging on my door yeah. at 3 a.m. looking for me, stud muffin. Well, you know, yeah.
0: Just consider this a trade off. For-
1: the clavicle breaking. You got something? The clavicle is intact. Yeah, it's something. just not attached to my AC joint, Bobby. I probably ruptured the tendon, he said. I don't either. I feel mostly fine. Don't know what any I just have a fucking bone sticking out of my shoulder. We'll post yeah. that. We can post that. So the that Twitter, I guess, we remember. Well, there you go. My double shoulder. It looks like a double chin for my shoulder, basically. I have a double shoulder.
0: Thanks. That asshole.
1: Fairly, um, no, it's 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 really not that bad. It's some days it's better than others just because I think like spelling and stuff like that. But I think if um you know I just do that thing I sometimes do where I get recommendation from a doctor, just ignore it completely. It's like fifty fifty chance. So pretty pretty good odds. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very good odds. Got it. I'm turning 30 in April, and I feel like
1: it's. I'm gonna have to start yeah. To actually. Yeah, you damn, you're gonna have to, to start taking this podcast That's, like more seriously. Like you're gonna have to treat it like a second job. Man, it's 30s with the podcast—that's serious. Yeah, it's this is my side. Yeah, this is my side we, we still don't have any sponsors, so I guess you're gonna have to also open an LLC.
0: I'm going to be the first man in his 30s with the podcast. It's not just about hating. Oh, but can we talk about
1: that? Something okay. like that. Every,
0: other, every other man in his 30s. I haven't seen the last no. one yet. <laughs> Me neither. But once I turn 30, I Yeah. so that I can complain about it. But I'm not,
1: I, you're going to turn 30, and I won't be 30, so I'm going to be ripping on you. But I will be your co-host when I turn 30. Um, and if I have to fight your uh, new co-host to the death, I will probably die. So nothing will really change for your podcast.
0: Well, I think you'll probably just have to give me like five minutes at the beginning or end of everyone to rant about Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to watch that movie. That I and need to see it. Probably, I, I refuse to. Yeah. Well, you have. You know, I don't really care. I refuse to. It's not, it's not my nature, Bobby Nitro. Fair enough. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, if we're talking about me complaining about a Star Wars movie I haven't seen yet, I feel like... Yep,
1: probably have. Um, But do you have anything you want to plug, Bobby?
0: Uh, no. Good Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> yeah,
1: L&B, L&B, L&B just here. won uh, Player of the Month. Doc Rivers just got Coach of the Month. Uh, my plug is also uh, similar to my usual one twitch.tv slash code ran. Uh, I'm doing some new games lately, like Bioshock infinite. We're wrapping up demon souls and we got a couple other that I got lined up and I'm really getting excited for the new uh, resident evil village game with the giant vampire lady that is making people too horny. Um, so look out for that. Uh, but Come follow my page, and we'll play games that don't have vampires until then. Oh, vampire games, honestly. That's you. All right. Well,
0: this is Bobby. And yeah.
1: This is Cody, not named something really cool, also signing off. But thanks for joining Narotica, and have a good one. <laughs>